What's up, guys? This is Ash Bash, and welcome to episode 125 True to Size. We might have to get, like, after this is over, just ask him to record, like, up to maybe 200 for us, because that sounded like <laughs> the best probably so far we've had. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I am joined by the rest of the quarantine team at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Joel Hernandez. Hey, 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 hey. Mr. Alvin Martinez. What up, what up? And are you guys ready? No, you better go. have a good bar, Let's bro. Let's go. I gave, him an, I, I gave him an extra two bars because it's special. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a shrimp on the bobby and hide your dingo babies. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, but he isn't single, ladies. <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, he does it all, and he's in it to win it. This is probably a good time for us to break out our accents, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> isn't it? Our first non-Canadian guest. So you know this is a big deal, bruv. It's Ash Bash Sneakers in the house. Show this man some love. Hey. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Ash, we appreciate you being here. Um, as we mentioned before we came on, it's like four o'clock in the morning england time or something like that <laughs> so much, yeah. we appreciate you staying up late for us uh this is a special one it's the first non-canadian guest so we do thank you for being here this is going to be fun word no problem at all, guys. yeah man. Good to be here. we've got an awesome show this week we're going to fly through our usual segments because it's pash ashes bag time um we have some sotheby's news and we have an eee that will pit us against each other literally and we're excited to have our first ever non-Canadian guest on True to Size. And we've got lots to ask him. But before we get to that, we have to run Ash through our quick fire round of 21 guestions. And we're also going to play a special edition of Can You Name Five. Then we're going to get the rundown on what it's like being a sneakerhead in jolly old England. But first, Alvin. Fire round. That's right, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from See, Ash thought that was pre recorded. No, we do that shit live. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to get a look behind the curtain, I know. <laughs> this week's question comes from Falsey30 out of Red Deer, Alberta. Yes, Ash, that's a real Canadian city. He says. What's your like Mike shoe? He says, let's assume Calvin Cambridge got only one, the one pair of Magic MJ shoes. So you walk into a thrift shop and find this player's shoes and they give you all this player's skill set. Who is it and what shoe is it? Oh. So before all the good ones are taken, I'm going to go first and I'm going to take Allen Iverson. Um, oh. I'll take the questions because all time great shoe. And I mean, if you're talking like skill set and all-time skill set, you really can't beat the AI crossover. So I'm going to take the AI crossover. I'm going to the NBA just like Calvin Cambridge did in Like Mike. And uh, I'm going to make it and be a millionaire. Um, Joel, what about you? What's your Like Mike shoe? My Like Mike shoe? Um, it'll probably be like a Air Trainer 1. Oh. It'll be like, like Bo Jackson. Play like multiple okay. sports. Like, you know... Yeah, football and, and like tennis. 
<laughs> I like that answer. Damn. Um, Alvin, what's your like Mike shoe? You can't choose uh, Jordans, by the way. I don't know if this was implied or not. No, it wasn't. Okay. No Jordans. You can't be Michael Jordan. Yeah, but I could be Ray Allen. Okay, there you go. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And he wore, he got game 13s and he got game. Okay. So that's, uh, that's my like Mike shoe because Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, yeah. sorry, is, yes. is a beast. And I would make it to the NBA if I played like him. Yeah. So you're taking Ray Allen's three pointer and, uh, he got game 13. I like that. Oh, heck. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Ash. What's the like Mike shoe for you? Uh, seeing as I'm from England and football is our thing or soccer. I don't know what you call it in Canada. You can call It'll it whatever you want. Cristiano Ronaldo, Air Max 97s. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Nice. That's a that's a damn good answer, too. And just for the record, we do call it soccer. Soccer. <laughs> well, that's not good. I hope that's, I hope that's not a deal breaker. <laughs> no, it's okay. Luckily, we told you, you that hang after we got you on the podcast. You, <laughs> it's too late for you to leave now. <laughs> uh, thank you, Falsy30, for the question. If you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the pod, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at CanadaGotSoul at gmail.com. Next up is the CGS Picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademark phrase, Super cute. And similar to last week, actually, we're going to go with uh, those who have kids and those who don't. So I don't have kids, so I go first. Um, <laughs> technically, Ash has a child, just so we can... On the way. Oh, yeah, on the way. Um, congrats, bro. Congrats, by the way, Thank again. Yeah, very cool. Baby yeah. boy on the way, correct? Mm-hmm. What's, yeah, correct? I watched the, the video you posted on Instagram, and I nearly cried my face off. It was the, the <laughs> sweetest thing I've ever seen. When's the due date? emotional. Uh, November 26th, I think it is. Oh, my God. That's my birthday. Yeah, yeah. No way. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways. So <laughs> Anyways. My pick this week is the, an Air Jordan 3. It's the Air Jordan 3 Laser Orange that's set to release in oh, July. Um, unfortunately, once again, I've chosen a women's shoe. And I say unfortunately because uh, we try to leave the women's shoe for the women. But this this one may be hard. So uh, it's typical Air Jordan 3 color blocking. It's got the regular gray elephant print on the toe and the heel cap. And it's instead of the red where you would find on a fire red, it would be a fire red midsole. You have what they're calling a laser orange, but kind of looks yellow. It honestly looks like Laker gold to me, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if these are the rumored Lakers threes that were supposed to come out and this is what they actually became, but uh, overall a simple execution on a really good shoe. Um, I like them a lot. There's not too much to say about it, except I'm a big fan. You know, you've got the yellow on the eyelets and there's the yellow jump man on the tongue, yellow hang tag, which is a cool touch. Uh, Really cool quality looks dope. The shape they're fixing up every single women's release. They keep fixing the shape and the quality more and more, uh, which is well-deserved and obviously necessary. So I'm going to call these a cute because we don't want to whoop-de-whoop women's pairs, but I really do like these. I, it's really cool touch on a classic shoe. Um, Joel, what do you got? Okay, so what I got, it's it's nothing too fancy, but for me, it was my very first Air Force One. Oh. But the one that, the one mm. that I had was a high, and it had like a black strap. But anyways, so what I have <laughs> for my pick is the Air Force One, 
in Air Force One Low in a black and white. So what it is is the white upper with the black black sole, and it has the black swoosh and the black heel counter at the top at the back. But the one that I had as a kid was a high cut, and it had the black strap. So that was my very first Air Force Ones, and I'm stoked that these are coming back out June 27th, 2020. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm all about these. Um, yeah, it's just the white and black. That's all it is. Uh, it's got the, <laughs> the, the, the air at the, at the, um, on the heel. But, uh, but, yeah, 90 U.S., which is probably going to be like one, 120, 130 Canadian, which is probably going to be like – I don't know, maybe 180 pounds. <laughs> really have no, no idea what the conversion is like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, but yeah, man, these are super, super cute for me. 180 pounds, that's a heavy shoe. Um, <laughs> that's an easy press. That's easy 350 pressing. That's no. easy 350, 180? <laughs> oh, yep. So I think you Damn. went the opposite way, Joel. I think you're looking at, like, what's an Air Force, Ash, in uh, in London? Uh, Probably like, 90, 90 pounds. pounds. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so everyone's dollar is good except for us. That's good to know. Except for um, Canada. <laughs> except for Canada. Uh, Alvin, what's your pick this week? I got the Air Max 95 uh, from the Worldwide Pack. Uh, it's a pretty dope pack. This the Air Max 95 is probably one of the dopest pairs from that pack, though. Um, even though it's like a predominantly white sneaker, the details on them hit really hard. Yeah. Um, so you got the lace locks. One one side is uh like a laser blue, and the other side is a vault. Um, oh. the air bubble is vault. And then my favorite part of the shoe is like the back heel part where it has like the multiple mini swooshes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. It looks like those like sweatpants that everyone's wearing now, where it has like yeah. the swooshes going all the way down the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it looks so much better on the sneaker. But now I want the sweatpants and the sneaker. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, man, out. I don't know. These are dangerous though. Uh, they're they're going for one sixty uh, USD, so it's probably the same. Not in Canadian though. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, these are dope, man. I, I would say these are a super duper cute, just Ooh. because. I'm trying to be smart. Mm-hmm. How do you, uh, Alvin, feel about the laces on these? It looks like it has the ribbon laces that are like really thin. It has the really cool print. It's like yeah. the, the Nike Worldwide yeah. repeating print, but it looks like those really thin ribbon laces. How do you feel about those? Yeah. I personally don't like the ribbon laces just because they don't tie properly. You have to double knot them for them to stay, yeah. at least at least from my experience. But other than that, like, I like the concept of the laces. I just don't like the material. If anything, if you were to uh-huh. swap the laces, which I definitely would, if they ninety fives need round laces. What color would you? Yeah. Put, what color would you put in? I would say Volt, just to give them more, a little more pop, or even like the laser oh, blue. Yeah. It depends on my mood. Maybe one and one. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Could we, could we bring back two thousand eleven, Alvin, and have one and one, or no? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll do the checkered lace. Oh, now we're talking. And blue. Okay. <laughs> That's a now lot we're getting spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ash, what's your pick this week? You got a colorful pair too. Yeah, mine is the Atmos Sean Witherspoon A6 Joe Light Threes. Uh, obviously, a crazy pair. Everyone's seen it on the Instagrams and stuff. Uh-huh. Supposedly, it's coming out like next week. I yep. think in Japan. I don't know about worldwide. One shoe is supposed to be Sean Witherspoon's one, which is LA based. The other shoe is a Tokyo Street based. So, very cool concept. 
definitely a scoop if I can get it, but who knows what's going to happen. The, you know? That's the biggest it's what if. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone suddenly at Asics fans. Oh, screwed. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about him doing Corduroy again? Because on, <clears throat> like when these were first being rumored, I kind of like... I don't want to say I bashed it because I don't want to make the pun with Ash Bash, but I bashed it a little bit um, <laughs> because it seems like it's like the same thing he did on the 97 one, which was a classic, but it's like, okay, this guy has one trick kind of thing. He's a one trick <clears throat> pony. Um, how do you feel about wow. the repeat on the corduroy? Because I don't know if I've ever seen it done on an ASIC, which would be cool. But uh, what's your take on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say something that everyone's going to hate, but those 97 ones, I never like them. Ooh. To be honest, I don't know why. But I just never really loved them. So wow. it, I things gonna be new for me. So I actually like I'm gonna actually get to test out myself. But the ninety seven ones for some reason just never clicked with me. I didn't try to get them at wow. all. So yeah. but it is a bit of a repeat of the same concept. It does feel like that is his only thing, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's good to have a signature thing or is he just got no ideas? Yeah. Know. I'll see what he does after this. You've seen, I'm yeah. sure uh, first of all, that's a huge hot take that you don't like the 97 one because it seems like <laughs> everyone it seems like everyone, including all the people who voted on the ODTO story on Monday for anyways. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not salty. It's been five days. Um, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, how it looks when it's distressed. It's kind of a cool look when it starts to fade and when it starts to, to fray. Do you think you would like to do that on the, the Gel Light 3 if you were to get it or is that a little bit too extreme for an expensive sneaker? No, not, not- for me not for me no that's distressing stuff i'll leave that um no way but do you remember when you did the concept for and i think it was the mx1 or another mx95 we had to yep. peel away the sort of things so i don't know if you just brought that to this pair oh yeah i don't know if there's oh, anything yeah. underneath yeah yeah, mm. yeah mm. definitely a cool shoe so the... the back hill has something underneath the oh back tag which is a6 one has atmos on it and one has Wobbsoon on the back oh that's pretty Ooh. cool yeah, I I really like the Velcro option too. Like that's I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen that. And just the size of the Velcro pieces that you can change. Like know, on Nike, it's, it's just a swoosh. This is literally entire panels that you can rip yeah. off, which yep. is really Close dope. Right off. Um, good picks all around. Next up, this week in kicks. This is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers, and it's very fitting that we have a a, a Brit. Can we call you a Brit or is that Britain? Uh, yes, the whole country, just the whole thing. Like okay. Scotland and everything. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Then we have a Brit on the show because another one of a kind pair of sneakers has found its way to auction by way of Sotheby's. Did we get that right? <laughs> Say the name again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a no. <laughs> Su- Sotheby's. I don't know. S O T H B Y S. Sotheby's. Oh, I, don't even know how I, I don't even know how I would say that, to be fair. Okay. I think <laughs> that yeah. we had an EE oh, that Sotheby's. said that Suther, Suther, Sotherby's is how they would Anyways, doesn't matter. It's an auction house in uh, <laughs> England, and they're auctioning off another pair of sneakers, and this time it is probably priceless again. So this is coming off the heels of the Ultimate Sneaker Auction, which raked in over a million dollars last year, and then the game-worn signed pair of Air Jordan 1s from 1985 that was like 500k from a couple months ago and now Sotheby's Sotheby's is back with another mm-hmm. banger of an auction and this one is a pair of pre-Nike 
track spikes that were cobbled by Bill Bowerman himself in 1970. So this was done before he actually incorporated Nike. This is pre-Nike, which is really cool. Uh, The pair was made for Oregon track star John Mays and features a waffle outsole on only one of the shoes. So this may be one of the first waffle soles. And it also comes with a handwritten note from Bowerman to John Mays. So the auction is starting at a modest $110,000 $110,000 USD, oh. but it's expected to sell for around 150 k uh, So, bro. as we mentioned with those signed Air Jordan 1 Chicago's from 1985, the rumor was that Nike bought them just to throw them in the vault. I would assume that this is another pair that Nike would just have their eyes on and try and swoop in yeah. and pick up because a pre-Nike anything cobbled, hand-cobbled by Bill Bowerman just sounds like history. you're never going to find it again. Sure. There's, there's one of yeah. it. Maybe two of it. So, I mean, yeah, Nike, I know you're listening, Nike. Fix up and make sure you get the shoes so some rando doesn't end up with it. Uh, Next up, previously in Kicks, this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives. Uh, I had enough excitement this week, so I didn't pick up anything in the last couple days. Uh, Alvin, anything for you? I got a sub today for lunch, and that's about it. A sub? What kind of sub? Nice. From Firehouse Subs, it was like a, oh. it was like a, one of those warm subs. <laughs> it had like roast beef, uh, some ham, oh. and I think some turkey with some mustard. Oh, was it DS? Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it was yo man, hot off the presses, bro. DS up until it yeah. got into my belly, and then it was gone. Yeah. So it was I like, hope it wasn't tried on. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Original all, it wasn't missing anything. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Well, that's probably the best pickup we're going to hear all day. Um, Joel, you anything know, for you? No, nothing. Nothing, nothing for me. After the stock X mistake, you've been uh, put in sneaker <laughs> <Yeah>. jail. <laughs> I've been put in sneaker jail, yeah. Um, Ash, any pickups in the last couple weeks? Uh, in a couple weeks, yeah. there's been many, but I won't name them all. Okay. There's too many. But uh, <laughs> latest ones would be the Travis Scott 270s. Oh. I still don't know nice. how I feel about them, though. I still don't know. Still don't know how I feel about Do you want to give us your uh, your quick review on those? Because I don't think any of us have seen them in hand, especially because they came out in quarantine. There's nowhere to go see them if you yeah. don't have them. So yeah, uh, if you tried on a two seventy before, it's a weird shoe. Like the front of it is super soft, and then the heel at the back has got the bubble on it, and it's just you can feel it when you're walking. There's like the two oh. different soles to it, and the whole sole is painted in this weird sort of goldish color, which can come off and looks way better when it's off. But oh. on it, just looks. Oh. I don't know what the idea was behind that, which is not that great, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's an okay shoe. I don't think, if it didn't have um, Cactus Jack attached to it, I don't think anyone would care, though, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But True. It's, it's okay. But I'm like, I can be hype beastie, you know. Oh, so, no, it's, good, it's good trade bait, bro. Maybe you can get it traded for those yeah. beasts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, you never, never know. know. You never know. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And the last most recent pickup was some ZX uh, 10,000 time offspring, which came out literally Ooh. yesterday. Ooh. Oh, which should be here soon. Which is, if you see a picture of them, they're very, very nice. It's the one with the pink, nice pink hits on it, no? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, those are crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. So good, bro. It's their second club. They did the ZX eight thousand as well a couple of weeks ago, and mm. this is the next one. I think it's the better of the two. Yeah. So, forgive uh, the Canadian slash North American ignorance here, but uh, as a casual observer of European sneaker culture, it seems like Offspring is doing everything right and more. Like it seems like they have. 
like the most cult following behind them. It seems like everyone loves the way that they do stuff. Can you give us like a rundown on the whole offspring thing? Cause it seems like they do different things for every release and everyone always loves it. And like, they're always going crazy on Instagram. Like what's offspring all about? Well, it's kind of love and hate with people, but if you win, it's obviously love. If you hate, if you lose, if you lose. <laughs> but basically, they're uh, uh, on a store, just like you get end clothing or foot patrol or whatnot. But a couple years ago, they started doing like heavy Instagram in, like engagement stuff. So first of all, we used to start off with like they literally just post a shoe and you type UK ten, UK ten, and they pick winners randomly from that. But nowadays, you do have your post notifications on because the post might come up within like two minutes. There's like six thousand entries. You've got to type down what it says and get it exactly right, whatever, whatever. And they have competitions where you've got to do a creative picture or whatnot. But they have loads of different ways of wrapping off shoes. But a lot of people win. They seem to be getting the most stock these days in the UK because it's all the winners from the competition is in-store pickups. We actually mm. pick it up. So, like, they might have a certain day they had the Travis Scott, I think it was, and the Sakai's on the same day. And there was, like, 2,000 people queuing up outside of the road. Yeah, Until like six pm, it took for people to get their pairs, so they get a lot of stock, and it's always busy down there. Yeah. So you're uh, wow. you're a fan of this Offspring uh, IG community situation, then you're uh, well, you won a couple yeah, pairs, yeah, yeah. so you you must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I won one because I think I probably won off there more than other random stores were because the other stores is from all over the country, whereas this one is the London pickup only. Mm, more catered to i can actually make it down there you know nice. yeah people travel down from up north and come down through as well because you win more often rather That's than paying resale sweet yeah i always see them on instagram i always see people posting and tagging and hashtagging and then you go to the offspring instagram and they've got like a story that's like little period dots because it's so long yeah. like it's every posting a bunch of stuff um so it seems like they're doing something right i just had no idea what was actually going on so thank you for the quick yeah, uh yeah, yeah. spark notes version of what's going on with offspring yeah um, man next up thumbs up thumbs down in this part of the show we give our opinion on various sneaker related topics with zero context or discussion all we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down and uh based on joel earlier this week and we've—I don't think we've actually ever done this—and it's kind of a broad uh, topic, so you might take this a different way than another person. But I just want to know: thumbs up, thumbs down on Stock X, Alvin. Up. Okay, Joel. Up. I'm also up. Ash. Up. Up. I do. Okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down is over. How is the whole stock X, X experience over uh, in Europe? Because for us in Canada, we don't have our own warehouse. We don't have anything like that. So when we order stuff, it goes to the Detroit warehouse. It gets authenticated there, and then they ship it to us. Even if the shoe originated from Canada, like it could ship from Canada to Detroit and then back to us and then we get hit with some crazy duty fees and import taxes and stuff and it's ridiculous um how is the experience over there because for us it's a lot of like you said mixed reviews what about you guys i think it was originally like that for us but they've sort of changed it so it's a little bit better now like we have an actual drop-off place in london so you actually bring it in yourself to hand it in there and you get paid straight away if you was to sell it in there which is good and i think for example maybe it will say like 400 pounds is the latest bid, but we only see the European bids, I believe. Oh. We don't actually see everyone else's bid. So we might bid 400, but we'll get bypassed by Americans for if the shoe is originally in America. Oh. So I think they try and tie us in with Europeans so it's cheaper 
for us in, in court and all that sort of stuff. Oh, don't believe that's how it is now. Yeah, because before you was getting charged more than crazy, crazy prices. Yeah, we get. But we do get still get a luxury tax if you're selling stuff. I mean, it's not not worth selling anything big on there. Yeah, that's I've seen what it says. same with it's us crazy. too. Mm. Yeah, we have that luxury tax thing from Canada as well. Mm. It's like a crazy percentage, and it's such a weird threshold because I think it's like if you're selling something for nine hundred dollars. Then it's fine, but if it's for nine hundred and two dollars, then there's like a thirty yeah. percent luxury tax. Like, why would I sell it for the two extra? Like, it doesn't make yeah, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. Cool. There's obviously a lot of kinks they have to figure out, but it's good that at least for you guys, it's getting better. For us, it's still kind it of sucks. Like, yeah. That's good yeah. to hear. Um, next up, NSR. We talk about sneakers a lot, so in this weekly segment, we're going to take thirty seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant to the world of sneakers, and. uh you know, the world is slowly starting to open up. It seems everywhere except for America is doing a, a half-decent job. No offense to our American friends, but your leader is not doing the best. But uh, So I want to know, once outside is legal, once all the borders are open, you know, once things are a little bit back to normal and we'll say 2021, where's the first place you're going on vacation? Alvin. Um, I would say Disney. But I feel like I still want to cool off and not have that many people around me at that time because you already know lineups and stuff that are crazy. Um, so I'm going to say like Cuba because, you know, all inclusive isn't bad. And I just want to chill, to be honest. I want to chill somewhere that isn't Canada. I love Canada, yeah. but I need to get out. So, no. you know, I feel you being trapped in your house for a couple months will make you realize you need to see the world <laughs> immediately. Um I do agree with you. It would be cool to do Cuba. The only thing I would be concerned about with Cuba is getting trapped there for whatever reason. Like, it's not the, a first... I don't think it's considered a first world country. So if something happens and they cut off flights and I'm stuck in Cuba, I don't know if I would love that. I'm going to sell you on Disney right now, though, because that's my answer. And I'm going to convince you that Disney is going to be okay for us to go next year. So, no, you're shaking your head now. So what Disney has done... They've eliminated the fast pass system. So there used to be a second line and a first line that you could line up. Uh-huh. And if you had a fast pass, you could bypass it. They've eliminated fast pass so they can have two regular queues so people can space out more. That's the first thing. There's no character meet and greets. Face masks are mandatory. Oh. And they're making park reservations mandatory as well. So you can't even get into the theme park if you don't have a reservation. So they're oh. limiting capacity by doing that. So it could wow. go both ways. You could book a trip to Orlando and not have a reservation to Disney, and it would probably suck. But if you did have a reservation, that means you're a uh, limited capacity park, which would mean lo- lower wait times, cooler pictures. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sounds just saying. I'm just saying. That's... I'm going. So <laughs> if you're coming, I'll be there. <laughs> um, Joel, what do you think? Where are you going first on vacation once this is all um... over? If we can convince Alvin and Ashbash to come Ooh. to Orlando, yeah, we're in buddy. there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, Mare, Mare still, she still wants to do the New York thing because she's never been to New York, uh, as opposed to me going without her kind of thing. So <laughs> she's still, she's still all about that. So I don't know. That's that's probably. That's probably the first hit, but like I said, New York is gonna, it's it's just it's it's a sardine can there. So I don't yeah. know, I don't know, and, and you know they had like the highest, one of the highest hits like in with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know. I just don't know. 
Yeah, I wanted to do New York too, but the the way that it hit there so hard, and like you said, it's a sardine gan, so when it hits, it spreads like wildfire. It would be yeah. terrifying. Um, mm. Ash, if your answer is not Toronto, I don't want to hear it, but let's hear it anyway. <laughs> well, I went to New York last year. I actually had a good time, but mm. after all these videos I'm seeing online, I don't know if I want to go to America anytime soon. To go <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of scared about it, you know? Yeah, Because sure, in the UK, bro. our police aren't, they have their troubles as well, but they're not carrying guns like that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, visiting Toronto, why not? There why we go. Not? You can I'll bring, by then, the, the little boy will be one years old. He'll still be free to fly. I mean, Ooh. not that I have to sell this beautiful country to you, but I think it's, <laughs> it's selling itself right now. Um, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I, and I think that was about 30 seconds. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, next up, EEE errors, edits, and e-messages. We're pretty smart guys, but from time to time we make mistakes. So if you catch us slipping, hit us in the DM and we'll let the world know that we goofed. And just one message to read through this week. And it's kind of ironic because this is in relation to uh, EEE that Ash sent in a couple weeks ago. So it was really good timing. And this one comes from Gerald Castro. He says, catching up on episodes and I got through the UFC talk, he says to piggyback on it, out of the three of you, who do you think would last in the octagon? <laughs> he says, he says for him personally, I'd probably get hit once and get KO'd or I'd just fake it because I realize how much the punch hurt. Um, <laughs> so Alvin, three of us are in there. The Battle Royale octagon style. Who's lasting the longest? I'm going for the ref. <laughs> and then we all win because yeah. he won't fight back <laughs> okay that's uh, a- i don't know man if it's you guys i don't know i'm not fighting you guys fuck that shit but <laughs> if it's somebody if it's some, if anyone on this like i'm not fighting ash too he's he's a big guy i'm not touching I don't him, know. Scared, um man. he look he's flexing right now bro crazy I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, nah, man. If it was anyone else though that I didn't know, and they started talking crap about my family or my daughter, <laughs> he's getting knocked the fuck out. But yep. if they don't talk crap about your daughter, you're getting knocked the fuck out. Is that I'm what, a, is I'm, that a, I'm gonna no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna MJ him. Ah. I'm gonna put it into my head that he talks shit about my family, <laughs> and then he's gonna get MJ'd, bro. That's it. And I took it. Isaiah Thomas. That's it. Thomas. <laughs> He looked at me and I took it personally. (laughs) (laughs) He said my daughter was ugly. (laughs) Uh, Joel, between the three of us, who's lasting the longest in the octagon? Oh, man. Um, I would probably just like hug it out for like the the whole 15 minutes, bro. (laughs) Like that whole grounded pound. Not even even, like a pound. (laughs) Just, Just keep it on the ground for like the whole 15 minutes. Uh, ground and snuggle. Ground and snuggle. Yeah. Ground and snuggle. Ground and snuggle. That's it. Ground and nap. But if I were to get knocked the fuck out, I would make sure that I would get knocked the fuck out so I can secure the bag for a knockout of the night. Oh, Ooh, true. True. Get that bonus, yo. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to go with the very democratic answer and not choose. And I'm going to say that if it was the three of us, Ash Bash would still win because, like you said, first yeah. of all, he was the one who had all the UFC knowledge. So anyone who has that much UFC knowledge knows yeah. knows how to kill somebody very easily. And uh, and as Alvin mentioned, I don't know if he's flexing or not, but I can feel his bicep all the way across the Pacific Ocean. So. Just relax. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gerald, thank you for the question. And next, promos. So as we've been uh, alluding to for the last week, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier in this episode, our friends over at OD Toronto are hosting a sneaker battle tournament to see who the best, biggest hype beast is. It's clearly not me. I lost. Oh, darn it. I'm not the biggest hype beast. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, so what they're doing is they're doing three rounds. The first round was three of your favorite shoes from your favorite brand. Next round, which is going to commence on Monday, is three shoes from three other brands. And then the final round is going to be three underrated sneakers. I was gracefully knocked out of the first round by... Uh, knockout actually coincidentally i was i didn't tap out i was viciously knocked out um by some shoes that are more than questionable but anyways uh a couple other friends of the show did get through so i I believe ink and money made it through i believe heads ain't ready made it through and today's battle was net magnetism and hardy girl which is like an insane matchup i I watched all the lives this week and today might have been the toughest to decide yesterday was really good too between lace Lace pulled out a family and friends dizzy rascal air max 180 that no one even knew existed he's like hey look at look at this what i found under the bed like okay sure um (laughs) yeah so really good really good stuff from everybody a lot of good friends of the show we should maybe do like an odto sneaker battle recap episode and we'll just have every single person on and we'll call them all winners but uh anyways so yeah check out for that make sure you're voting on odto stories and keep up with that because it is really fun to watch but the moment everyone has been waiting for both in canada in north america and also in london england and around the world it's time for Ash Bash Sneakers to take on the gauntlet of 21 Gestions. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Scared, screaming emoji from Ash Bash. So, uh, Ash, how this works is you get 21 questions. We know you have a baby on the way, so of course you played this game with your with your woman uh, when you were when you were courting her when you were out in front of Buckingham Palace. You know, giving giving her flowers in front of in front of the Queen. You 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 presented God save the Queen and you sung it loud and proud and she fell for you. Um, so it's twenty one questions. It's like your own little personal fire round. There are no wrong answers, but there are also no right answers. Are you ready? Take a sip. Get get hydrated. You're gonna need it. The first question. Number one, red or blue? Red. Number two, air or boost? Air. Number three, I don't even know if this is a thing across the pond, but pineapple on pizza. Yes, I love it. Okay, great. Yeah! Um, <laughs> excellent. Number four, crew socks or no-shows? Uh, I do both, to be honest. Okay, we'll take that. Yeah. By the way, just I'm not going to flex at all. We got to go back to number three for a second. Pineapple on pizza was con- invented by a Canadian. Hawaiian pizza is actually Canadian. Yeah. Really? That's your wow. fun fact for you. Once again, I don't need to sell Canada. It sells itself. <laughs> number five in england they're called crisps what are they called in canada chips yes <laughs> that's correct <laughs> chips in england are french fries right pretty much yeah okay yeah, yeah. fish and chips um fish and yeah. chips. number six air max one or air max 90 air max one number seven favorite sneaker you've purchased in the last year um, the uh, Black Schematic Air Max One. Oh, nice! It's a tinker. Oh. Yeah. oh, number eight. What's the next pair of sneakers you're gonna purchase? 
Uh, hopefully the dunks. I can't remember what colorway it's called. It's oh, like the, the, the blue champ and color. Pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was hoping you were going to say the the Sean Weatherspoon. Um... I've been there before. I think. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's getting <laughs> them both. He's getting both. Okay, got it. I apologize. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> what is the Canadian one dollar coin called? No idea. It's called a loony. Wow. Do you want to do you want to know why it's called a loony? I do. Yeah, go for it. Because there's a loon on it. Right. The bird. (laughs) I wish I was lying. (laughs) But there is. This isn't a question of twenty one questions, but can you guess what the two dollar coin is called? Double loony. It's actually called (laughs) it's much more ridiculous. It's called a toonie. Oh my gosh! T O O N I E Tooney. <laughs> See, saying it out loud and trying to explain it to somebody—it sounds really stupid. <laughs> Number ten, most expensive shoe you've ever purchased. You don't have to say the purchase price, but what is the sneaker? Uh, the A Six Gelite Five Homage. Gelite Three oh, Homage. Oh, Homage! Crazy, yeah. bro. That's the special box as well. Special box with the socks. Oh. Yep, yep, yeah. Oh my gosh. Nice. That might be the only Gel Light 3 I would ever buy. I love that yeah. shoe. That's crazy. Um, number 11. Who is the most influential person in sneakers right now? Uh, Travis, I would say. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Number 12. Favorite Jordan model above the AJ14? Above uh, the 34. Oh, okay. 34. Like, uh, recent yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number 13. Original boxes or drop fronts? Original boxes. Number 14. What are three sneaker heading essentials? You can take that question however you want. Uh, Crep protect of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, insoles, if you need them. And crep wipes. Why not keep it clean? Take that. Nice. Number 15. What do Canadians call a coffee with two sugars and two creams? <sighs> no idea. <laughs> A double double. Okay. (laughs) Once again, I feel like we sound like we're an amusement park. Like we sound (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) Does everybody say this? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a thing. Just you guys. No, yeah, it's not just the three of us. We're not just we're not just messing with you. (laughs) Toony Looney. Toony Looney. Toony Looney. Double double. Number 16, Dunks or Air Forces? Air Forces. Ooh, it seemed like that was a little bit painful for him to answer. Yeah. Um, I like them both. (laughs) Number 17, Coffee or Tea? Coffee. Number 18, what number of the alphabet is the letter T? Oh, my God. What the? 18. 20. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, right there, bro. Number 19. Can you name three countries that start with the letter T? Tasmania, mm-hmm. Turkey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. What's the last Caribbean, one? Caribbean. Come on. Think Caribbean. Trinidad. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Number, number 20. What is your number one grail? That I ha- don't own. That, um... 
I don't have a crazy one, you know. Just Shatterbackboard one is a shoe that I want the most, but I don't have anything crazy than that. To I mean, honest. if you look yeah, at I'm prices honest. right now, that's a pretty crazy. I know. One. <laughs> I, I, I passed on it at three hundred and fifty. Yeah, I think, oh. it's like I think that plus. most of us do. Yeah, if, if oh. hey, in my size, it's like three thousand plus. So, no, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> but that's yeah, Canadian yeah. dollars. That's like right. funny money to you guys. Um, <laughs> no. Number twenty-one. Would you rather receive your number one Grail, so shattered backboards, or three other? pairs from your top 10 i do three other pairs from my top 10 oh mm. he's a quantity yeah. guy yeah all right so next up by the way you got i think you got two out of 10 or 21 <laughs> there um not, not a bad percent it's not a good percentage but it's not a bad percentage. um next up so we call this segment your soulography we just kind of want to get to know uh your sneaker history if you will and it starts with what originally got you into sneakers in the first place uh just as a kid it was just something that i was into obviously like everyone else you want some cool shoes for school and that was pretty much it I obviously, as a kid, didn't have any money to buy anything. <laughs> but my brother, who was like four years older than me, he used to cut hair at my house. So like everyone from my school used to come over. I used to cut hair. So he's the one making money. And he's the one that like bought me my first pair of Air Force Ones, my first pair of Reebok Classics nice. like, back in the day. And that's kind of... I was following him. Damn. So, my money. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, when did this whole... like? actual obsession start was it when you got your first job you were just like making up for lost time kind of thing or yeah pretty much before back in the day computer games used to be where all my money went and then the flip switch one day and it was kind of like focus on shoes i'd probably say sort of in the mid 2000s kind of time is when it mm. sort of popped off crazy but it wasn't until around 2009 ish where i sort of started to pay attention to what was actually coming out and release dates and whatnot before it was just going into the shop and seeing, oh, there's an Air Force One out there. Okay, I'll buy that rather than knowing what's so special about each pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2009, that's the same year I got into it. That's like a golden era to, to get into mm-hmm. sneakers. Like that was like yeah. prime time right then. Like it's insane. What was your uh, sneakerhead timeline like? You So you said you started with kind of Air Forces, like the simple stuff. And you're now, it seems like you're into a lot of stuff. But what was the kind of progression? Like, did you uh, leap, uh, like peaks and bows kind of thing? What were you into? What did you grow out of? Uh, first, obviously started with Air Force Ones. And then because I had minimal money, it was Vans. Because they were mm. like 30 pounds. They're really easy to get. So I went to Vans. And then I was getting other little random pairs. And then when I got my sort of first big Jordan which I think was, I think it was the Black Cement 3, actually. Nice. In 2011 or so. Yep. From then, I was, like, paying attention to releases. And, like, and then I got my White Cement 4s, Black Cement 4s, et cetera, et cetera. I went on crazy. And then just from being on YouTube and seeing different videos, I saw some people that were reviewing, like, Socanies and New Balance and all that. So I then started trying out different brands. And now I've got, like, Socanies, big, a big Socony collection, like 30, 40 pairs. Wow. Ooh. Asics, Ooh. Reeboks, Puma, I've got everything, which is bad, which is why I spend so much money, because I like everything, whereas some people are just into Jordans only, I yeah. like everything, so it's like a nightmare for me, I'm spending, but... <laughs> I always, I always say that, like, especially having, have doing this show. Well, now it's twice a week, but like, Alvin will pull up a cool pair of uh, like New Balances. Joel will talk about a cool, pa- cool pair of Asics or whatever, and I'm like, I love them. Like, they're the coolest fucking thing. But if I buy another pair of New Balances, I have a couple now. If I get up to like six, seven, eight, I know it's gonna open Pandora's box. And I'm gonna end up like, <laughs> like Ash Bash, like, like secluded in the basement doing a podcast at 11:30 at night, hiding from his wife, like, just scared to even 
tell his wife that he's talking about sneakers um, yeah. <laughs> because she's had enough the of thing it. Because of quarantine, she's at home, working from home. So all the deliveries that are coming in, she's seeing them all. So oh. no, no idea anymore. <laughs> no idea. Just got to take it on this. Oh, got to buy them there as well. It's okay, so man. Get around it. You can't hide them anymore. You're going to have a kid. You can't hide yeah. that. You might as well show her what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, man. The, ex- the excuse now is, no, I'm bu- I bought the matching pair for baby boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's It's a whole new thing you can do now. You can do the matching. Yeah. Because, hey, those Asics are coming in kid sizes. So, I mean, that's a really Sorted. good start. Um, yep. So, Covered already. <laughs> what, uh, what's kind of keeping you into sneakers now? So, we know what got you into it. We know what the kind of progression was like. What's keeping in, you into it now with the collecting eight different brands? Like, what's, uh, what's the allure now? Uh, there's just so much stuff coming out. And Instagram has been a huge thing. I honestly think if it wasn't for Instagram, I probably wouldn't have as many pairs as I have. Because I wouldn't see all these beauty shots that just make me go from <laughs> to yeah, I'm buying it. Yeah. The day, you know what I'm saying? It happens mm. all the time. There's pairs that I was like, mm, don't really care. Like those off-white dunks that came out, I mm. saw them and I was like, I don't really care. But then I saw a nice photo and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I got it. No, it just it just keeps happening, you know. It's just ugh, it's what it is. But I like taking photos. Like I'm big into photography. If you see my Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. Love taking nice shots and stuff, so mm-hmm. that helps. That helps something new for content and all that. Yeah, I always hate when I see a nice photo. Like our boy Sean Go will post a really cool photo, and I'm like, God, like, Sean's, why yeah. did he have to post that photo? Because I didn't like them, yeah. and now I need three pairs of it. Like it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get into a little bit more about uh, life in in Britain, Great Britain, England, I don't know what the correct Europe in general, <laughs> we do have a special. <laughs> It's just for us to laugh a little bit more about uh, Canadian things, but it's a special edition of Can You Name Five, Canada edition. So you're going to have 20 seconds, and I'm going to give you a topic, and you need to name five things underneath that topic. The timer is going to be very loose, because there will be probably a lot of laughing on our end, and we won't be able to hear you. Um, (laughs) The first one, you have 20 seconds. This is an easy one. This is just to get your feet wet. Can you name five Canadian cities? Uh, Toronto, uh, Mississauga. Oh, wow. Uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. (laughs) Oh, Calgary. Hey, let's go. Uh, Montreal. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. you went all over the map. Let's go, Ash. Nice, yo. (laughs) I don't know if this is... I watch KOTD, so I always hear about that. Oh, there it is, yeah. I was going to say, like, there has to be a reason why you know what Dartmouth, Nova Scotia is. <laughs> like, is that the reason? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the population of that place is probably 5,000 people. And really? from across <laughs> London, England, this guy's like, Shout out to you guys. <laughs> Dartmouth. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad you brought up KOTD. Um, Next up, you have 20 seconds. Can you name five Canadian music art- artists or rappers? Yeah, uh, Drake, The Weeknd, Tory Lanez, Justin Bieber, <laughs> and Cardinal Fischel. Hey, Cardi! Big throwback. Throwback. Yes. Yeah. I think those are all Toronto, too, so that's even more impressive. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Tory Lanez is Brampton. Shout out to Brampton. There, you missed Brampton. <laughs> <laughs> He's up. He didn't say Brampton. 
Oh no, he's in London, England, and he knows that Brampton is ridiculous. This is not, <laughs> not a good reputation we've built up for ourselves. <laughs> All right, and the last one. See, you're pretty good at this. This is impressive. I don't think I would do as well if it was the other way around. Can you no. name five Canadian sports teams? John Raptors. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no hockey. No no, hockey. I can, no CFL. No. no baseball. No. I know there's that team that Drake posted about, but I can't remember what they're called. It's in a blue uniform. I don't know. Blue Jays. That's bad. The Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a football team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> TFC, Toronto FC. Okay. Yeah, the made MLS. Come on. We have a soccer league over here, a football <laughs> league over here. <laughs> Once again, I'm realizing how ridiculous it sounds trying to flex major league soccer against someone who has the Champions League. <laughs> All the players who didn't make Champions League are coming to us because hey, they suck. TFC almost was in the Champions League. I think it was two years ago when they won the MLS Cup. TFC was almost in the Champions League. I think someone else really? in like Central America beat us in some sort of I don't know anything about soccer. Uh, okay, I think we I know were, what you mean. We were yeah. almost in the Champions League. We would have got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. Oh, absolutely. But we were almost there. We'll take that. That's going that I got that tattooed on myself actually. Almost in the Champions League. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we get into the whole uh London living situation, we want to really quickly shout out the YouTube channel you do have. Um how's that going for you? I know that uh you do like reviews and that kind of thing. You recently posted your gender reveal on there, but uh how's it going for you overall? Yeah, it's been going good. Except for since quarantine, my motivation has been like hitting the floor. Understandable. Just, I've I've picked up so many shoes, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I rate Sean Guy. Sean Guy is is the inspiration because that guy just goes and does it. Whereas yeah. I'm just I get lazy when it gets to over the top and COVID's just killed me at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually working so I haven't been in lockdown at home. I've been working every day like normal. Mm. So when I get in I don't really feel like doing anything after that day, you know. I hear that yeah. bro. I hear that. But in yeah. general, it's been going good. It's going good, yeah. Nice That's, and steady. Honestly, don't even speak about Shango because I don't know. I think he might be a wizard or he has like a team, maybe. <laughs> I don't get that guy. Like, I think How he... does he have everything? <laughs> like, everything. If you want, after this, I'll tell you how he has everything and you'll lose all respect for him, but it's okay. Um, t- once we're, I don't want to say it on air, but I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> it's a lot less impressive than you think. Um, so, really quickly, um, we're going to hope that you have time or energy soon to uh, get back into YouTube. Sell the listeners on the channel real quick. You have 60 seconds. Give them a, a quick brief and sell them on the channel. Uh, it's YouTube sneakers channel, sneaker reviews for, I get quite, um, like Sean Guy, I do actually get quite a lot of good stuff to be fair. But um, yeah, good content, show you some details, loads of on foot, different fits with the shoes, show you some London life as well. Check it out. Why not? Boom. It's called Ash Bash Sneakers, by the way. Same as the Instagram. Boom. Plug it. Yeah. There we go. Love it. Okay, so as you've mentioned, uh, you lived in London your entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you've been collecting sneakers, we'll say officially since like 2009? Yeah, yeah, give yeah. Give or take-ish. 
Um, yeah. How have you seen the g- game kind of progress since you've started? Like, I know in Canada, when, when I first started, and these guys started even before I did, the game was, it was like the underground thing. I know that the shoe game in uh, in Europe has is a little bit older than in Canada and North America, so it may be different, but it was super underground here, and we kind of watched it from its infancy grow into like this huge mainstream thing. How have you seen it kind of progress since 2009, now 11 years later, 2020? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much the same. Around that sort of time, you could walk into the shop, you could walk into the store, pick up pretty much anything you wanted to, just on the shelf pretty easily, just be sitting there. Whereas nowadays, it's a fight to get anything. Like literally, if you don't enter thirty raffles, you're probably not going to win anything. No. There's an event that we have over here called Crep City. It's like a sneaker event. And when I used to go back to that in like 2010-11, it was just in like a little pub, basically. Oh, now nice. it's in like a massive, massive hall now, like yeah. in 2019-2020. So it's changed like drastically. Now all the young, young youngsters are into sneakers. I still don't get how they're affording stuff at like 19. They're buying the same Bruh. stuff that I'm buying. Whereas <laughs> I'm just about buying it. Yeah, and I'm older than got a good, a yeah. good job. Yeah. Whereas these kids are just catching up. It's just, I could never have done that back in the day, but somehow... Mm-hmm. Something's changed. I don't know what it is, but everyone's got money now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think we can all share the same sentiment as you, and I I guess it's the same as it is over here. Like, do you see that? Because maybe that's what it is. The collecting is kind of taken a backseat to just having it at some point and then getting rid of it. Like, if you look in anyone's basement, including yours, I'm sure there's a ton of sneakers, stacks and stacks and stacks, a wall of them. And it seems like, and I'm not knocking it because it's a good way to experience a lot of sneakers, but there's no collecting, stashing, keeping, and then breaking it out in a year. It's getting it, posting it on Instagram, maybe wearing it once or twice, flipping it, and then on to the next one. Is it the same kind of thing over there? I would say so, definitely, because people are buying too much stuff. And I think reselling has just become such a big thing. I'm, I, I'm sometimes anti-resale, and I do get it as well. It's kind of a necessary thing. Like if you want to pick up a pair yourself, you need someone that's going to be reselling it. Exactly, so I kind yeah. of get it. Yeah. yeah. But people these days, because it's become so easy, like I get random old guys at my work. I'm a train driver, so you get loads of old boys that have been there for like 30 years, whatever. And they'll say to me, oh, Ashley, I picked up these Yeezys. They don't worth anything. It's like, you don't even know what it is, what to do with it. But people are just buying stuff just to get <laughs> just rid of it. There's even more competition yeah. for your standard person buying things. So. <laughs> Proper got out of hand over here, I would say. Everyone's into the resale game now. So is it, uh, like, are sneakers a really mainstream <laughs> thing over there? Because it seems like even more recently over here, sneakers have become more and more of a staple. Like you mentioned, in 2005, you were buying a pair of Air Forces when you walked into the store. Like, it seems like it was like that here. Up until really recently, like, the we'll call it the general public, like, non-sneaker heads were just kind of buying whatever like whatever color looked good with whatever outfit they wanted to wear it with and now it's like people are doing more research people are the more of the general population is into what's trendy for us like an ultra boost is cool and then the general public knows an ultra boost is cool and nmd is cool they know that's cool um dunks are cool like dunks start to become seen more in the more uh general population is it the same over there like are sneakers more mainstream yeah definitely everyone knows kind of what is the nice thing like the biggest example is the chunky donkey I had so many people asking me, Ash, how do I get these? I'm like, wow. do you even know what a dunk is? You don't have no idea what it is. But somehow everybody knew about that shoe. Wow. Obviously, Ben & Jerry's is a big company, but everybody, every random person that I would normally ask maybe, like, oh, can you enter this for me? Because they don't know what it is or care about it. They're asking me, like, how do I get this? I'm like, wow. yeah, it's gone crazy, big time. 
So this may be something, and like I mentioned, uh, European sneakerheads for a lot of North American sneakerheads are like mythical creatures. Like no one actually really talks to them. Like in in the nicest way, no one speaks to them about this kind of thing. It's always just a thing that's assumed. And it's like, oh yeah, my older brother told me that European sneakerheads really like this. So is this is this factual? Is it? More so trainers, a.k.a. like runners, Air Maxes, that kind of thing, over Jordans over there? Or is it starting to shift a little bit? Because I'm sure at one point it was a lot of trainers, but is it changing? It depends who you're talking to. If you're talking to actual sneakerheads, I'd say they're into pretty much the same thing that you're into, Jordans and normal hype stuff. Your average person that goes into the shop is, I would say, buying like random Air Maxes and Air Forces more so thing. Interesting. So it's a bit, a bit of a difference between the people that are into shoes and your regular person on the street. Yeah. I yeah. think that a normal person on the street, and I don't know if Joel Alvin, if you agree with me or not, but it seems like the normal person on the street now, their go-to is, well, it's always been an Air Force, but like Jordan 1s are like, even mids are becoming like the staple over yeah. here. Yeah, mids mm-hmm. are huge now. Mm. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, mids have gone crazy. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned... I don't think people even know what a mid is, to be a fair. Nope. I think they're buying the same thing that I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I th- I think you're absolutely right. They those black toe Chicago mids came out and everyone's oh like, God, I got yeah. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You can't even search for things on eBay anymore because they're naming it. Oh same my god. A, yeah, it's oh man. Yeah. That's one of my biggest gripes. Like I tried. Like eBay's doing the whole thing where there's no seller fees on sneakers. So like the whole idea is that sneakers should be cheaper on eBay. It's impossible to sh- search for sneakers on eBay because they'll yeah. post a uh, friggin' Jordan 1 low bread and I'm trying to look for a band 2011 and I'm searching through like a thousand different lows and mids and yeah. everything under the sun. Like that's one of the allures yeah. of stock X is you type it in and what you need is right there. Like exactly, yeah. They, yeah. they've really got it right. Um, so you kind of mentioned it earlier, but what is the uh, allocation like in London? Because for us in Toronto, we always complained and we're complaining less but we still kind of complain that we're we kind of get the shit end of the stick sometimes like there will be u.s exclusives and we won't be included even though we're 50 kilometers above the u.s border we're one of the biggest cities in north america like it's it's kind of frustrating for us and when all the cities are listed off like if they're like okay 10 major cities in the world are getting it usually london's on that list like do you feel like you get most of the pairs that release like are there anything that you feel like you're being shortchanged on or is the allocation pretty good no, I'd say actual release-wise, we pretty much get everything that there is to go, unless it's a, literally a US exclusive. But numbers-wise, it's hard to say how many numbers there are because no one really releases that. But as I said, Offspring, they get loads of pairs, and get loads of pairs for sure. We've got quite a few like major retailers over here, so we do get quite a decent amount of stuff, I would say. Um, so do you think that there's anything, because I know that like we want, we always mention the US gets the best of the best typically when it comes to allocation, but also when it comes to like brand activations, collabs, like shop collabs, everything under the sun. Is there anything you think the brands are missing out on in the European market? Like, is it more collabs over there? Is it more allocation? Is it different uh, stuff? Is it European exclusives? Like I know when we were up and coming in the sneaker game, it was, there was a ton of European exclusives and it seems like it's gone out the window a little bit. Like the only one I can remember in recent memory is those Amsterdam Air Max one and the London Air Max one. And I don't yeah, even know if those ended yeah. up staying a European exclusive. I think they just lied for a month and then they came out over here too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. is there anything you think that they're kind of missing the boat on in terms of what they could be snagging in the European market? 
Mm, I think because Jordan 1s are so massive, I would say a big European store Jordan 1 collab would be absolutely crazy. I don't think there has been one, to my knowledge, I don't think any of the European stores have had anything like that before. Not many people, guess, have that many Jordan 1 collabs anyways, but I think that would be huge. But in general, M Clothing have their collabs here and there. That's true. Offspring has had their, their Adidas ones recently, but it's not been overwhelming. It hasn't been that many, I would say. No, no, no. Not in the major brands anyways. The like Diodora Jordan... and stuff like that get their AQ collabs and all that sort of stuff, yeah. The only thing I can think of when it comes to Jordan 1 and Europe is Quay 54. I don't know how those extend out to yeah, London and stuff. Ones, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's not really a no show. No one cares that much about it. That's more of a basket, like, proper basketball. People would care about that. I've got a pair of the threes, but I wouldn't say that they're not super high for anything over here. Yeah, that's another question I had. Like the Quay 54, specifically the fives, like the white and lime green. I think that was one of the first really hype Quay 54, and those, again, were European exclusive. The legend, because no one actually knew for sure, was that that stuff just sits. Like, there's so much of it, and no one really cares about it. Is that a true fact, or is that kind of just like an urban legend that North America has It's hard made? to say, because I don't, I don't go into stores as much these days, because I don't need to. Because <laughs> most of it is done, as I said, like from the raffles and stuff online. But if you do go into stores, you do see the random thing. It's because everyone's doing it online. There is a lot more stuff in stores because people literally just aren't going. So you might drop in and see some decent stuff. Yeah. Mm. But that pair, the Quake 4, I picked that up for on discount, I believe. The, the three anyways, I did, yeah. The three? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy. Damn it. <laughs> Yo, we're the same size. Just remember that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a big idiot for buying that shoe the first week on StockX now. Damn. <laughs> you, can, you can never predict anything these days. That's it's very so, true. Yeah, impossible. That's true. And then they actually... Have you seen the price of those strange love dunks now? Oh, my God. It's going crazy. Don't get yeah. me started. Even the Chunky no, Dunky, no. like, it, it's over... I mean, Canadian-wise, it's over $2,000 for, for yeah, my size. It was over 1000 from the jump straight away. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the thing is, I don't know if you agree with us or not, but, like, when you're buying a pair of sneakers, do you not evaluate what else you could get with that money? Like, is no one else doing that? Because you're buying a pair of Chunky Dunkies for $2,200 or whatever. If you're buying the special box, you're at $4,000 Canadian. I, I guess that's, I don't know what that is in, in pounds. But like, are people not evaluating what other sneaker or otherwise you could be getting with $4,000 Canadian? Because you could get literal grail samples probably like PEs yeah. for $4,000. Do you go through the same process when you're buying a pair? Like you're kind of evaluating what else you can get at that price point and to make it worth it. Yeah, I have to, I, I wouldn't pay that sort of price for anything like that. It's crazy. You got to think like with that price, you could get three really, really dope shoes rather mm. than getting that one shoe. Facts. And the thing is people are paying that price for clout, but you go on Instagram, everyone's got, not everyone's got it, but a lot of people have got it anyway. So it's yeah. not, that special, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone yeah. has it. I've got a pair, by the way. <laughs> so like, <it's> not... <laughs> let's go. Subtle flex. Is what it is, you know. It's really easy to say they're not that special. <laughs> it's really I'm easy. Saying, to... It is special shoe, it is special <laughs> when shoe. you have them. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like you're not that special because everyone has it. As I was saying, like when we go That's to true. Offspring, we have the releases. There's two thousand people in the queue. We're all picking up Travis One highs. Yeah. How do you feel special about it when everyone around you has the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is special, but 
No, I definitely agree with you. So, and if, yeah, if you yeah. go through Ash Bash's feed, you see exactly what he's talking about. He has, he has the hype stuff, you know, the, the classics, I guess, quote unquote, classic hype stuff. But he also has, like you said, you have the Puma, you have the New Balance, you have the Asics, you have the Saucony. And is that mostly just because you want to stand out a little bit? Yeah, well, most of the Saucony and sort of stuff is just because I love it. And the odd person here and there would see it and be like, that's a dope shoe, whereas everyone else doesn't have a clue what it is to be honest but i <laughs> like it so that's where i buy it you know yeah. yeah and the hype stuff is just you see it so much that you kind of get sucked into it to be honest yeah mm. you get sucked into There's it only and, a few yeah and at the same time i feel like you get desensitized to it as well yeah like if you Definitely. look at it like you said like chunky donkeys is for me the shoe of the year but i've seen it so much that when someone posted i'm like oh, okay cool like whatever but then you post something you haven't seen in three years and you're like oh that's heat like that's the cool stuff it's really weird how that works out yeah um okay. so what's the the community like over there in london like here in toronto for city of seven million people the gta you're probably closer to 10, 10, 10 million people um but it feels like the com- sneaker community at its core is still really tight-knit like helping each other the events you always see familiar faces like you kind of know everybody facebook groups are a big thing i'm sure they are over there as well where everyone's really tight-knit and you know the main players and sellers and buyers in your community is it like that over there in london like is there familiar faces is it a tight-knit community where everyone's helping each other because i have the impression that london is just so big that you can't really know everybody uh because of social media obviously things have become smaller and i keep talking about offspring but offspring went out of their way to sort of build its own community kind of thing it's called the offspring community they have the whole hashtag and whatnot and they throw events so you get to know people from that same sort of group and because everything is in-store collection you end up seeing the same people on collection days anyways it's got to the point where people that aren't even collecting are turning up just to hang out kind of thing so that's like that But I'd say still in the community, you still have your ruthless people that are just there to resell and you get your facts in the queues and stuff. So it's a mixed bag as usual as everywhere, I'd imagine. Mm. Do you guys have any big resale shops over there? Uh, We have a shop called Presented. Yeah, we've got a shop called Presented by. I think it used to be like a Crep Protect associated shop. It's like the biggest one. And we have these other little independent ones in the sort of same sort of area that you have Supreme Store. And whatnot, so it's like a little popular area. You have these little stores as well. Oh, yeah, the Supreme Store. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, Toronto. Oh man, Toronto is so behind. Um, what do you think <laughs> yeah. some uh, common misconceptions are that people have about European sneakerheads or European sneaker culture? Because, like I said, it's kind of like an urban legend. A lot of the stuff that happens over there in Europe, because no one really takes the time to actually ask or look into it. What do you think some misconceptions are that people have? Uh, obviously, the thing that we only wear runners and we're not into basketball <laughs> shoes. People love basketball over here. Sorry about that. And love basketball <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so, like, big Jordan fans. Uh, some people think that we just like Adidas for some reason because Germany's in Europe, but London mm. isn't Germany. It's just a whole different <laughs> <laughs> separate country, you know what I'm saying? And I bet even in Germany, they love Jordan as well. Out there, mm. yeah. But I'd say to me, because of Instagram, everyone is the same to me. Yeah. Obviously, you get certain little niches. Like, I know, I don't know if it's because of um, Kawhi, but New Balance in Toronto and stuff seems to be yep. bigger. All the Toronto guys I follow seem to be big into New Balance at the moment. So I'm mm. sure there is a massive New Balance community in the UK, but along my friends, it's not really a thing. Most of my friends are Nike, to be honest. Nike, Jordans is what most of my friends are into. It's only me 
that's the odd one out that's asics and Saucony and stuff <laughs> kind of on my, on my own with that one you're the you're the weird one who just buys too many shoes from too many brands you're that guy <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> we have lots literally. of friends like that too don't worry <laughs> um what is uh I want to know, and this is really interesting because I've never asked this or even thought to ask it. So we have what uh, our perception is of the European sneakerheads. What's the perception that European sneakerheads have of North American sneakerheads? Or Canadian, if there is a Canadian one, that would be great. But even just North America, like America and Canada together would be cool too. Well, my perception was that everyone in America just wears Jordans. And to be honest, when I went to New York, I saw everybody they were. wearing Jordans. <laughs> like yeah. in any... To me, to me, Jordans, uh, they're not the most comfortable shoe ever. But I'm seeing right. people in the airport wearing Jordans, like, on their feet all day, in shops, and Jordans all day. I just, I don't know how they do it. Like, my Jordans, <laughs> I wear them out, and then I can't wait to take them off sometimes because they're not super comfortable. Yeah. You know yeah. I saw so many people just rocking Jordans out there, and that's kind of what I expected, to be fair. Heavy Nike as well. Mm. Heavy, heavy Nike out there. That's pretty accurate. You're not, you're not wrong in that assumption. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ash, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we appreciate you staying up till it's almost one o'clock in your time, which is amazing. It's one forty. Oh, it's one forty. Oh Sorry, holy, yeah. holy smokes! <laughs> um, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Maybe no we'll problem. do it again sometime on like a weekend, so that with like we can line it up better. Um, yeah, oh, what weekend? So no good yeah. for me. Oh, so <laughs> we'll reverse <laughs> it. We'll reverse it. We'll do it at like we'll two two p.m. our time next time. We'll we'll yeah. take the day off. <laughs> Um, we've been ending every show recently with a frontline worker shout out Uh, just the people who are out there working throughout the pandemic just like Ash is actually so thank you for uh, you said you're a train driver right train driver yeah so so thank you for you definitely couldn't take any days off people still need to ride the train all the time so first Mm -hmm. of all thank you Ash Um, but we're reaching out to our followers to send in their nominations and this week's nomination comes from Matt OMTL out of Montreal and he's nominating Fanny Coate uh, the IG is Spooky X Bunny, and he says that she goes to work every single day in Montreal, and she works at a supermarket chain that has had three outbreaks at that location. Whoa. Even one outbreak, and I probably would have been breaking out of there. Like I would, like I'm <laughs> yeah. to be able to keep going back after the third outbreak, and first of all, not catching it, which is amazing for your immune system. That's Good crazy. for you. You eat a lot yeah. of oranges. Um, yeah. But, uh, to be able to keep going back and to be able to keep working is incredibly courageous. So thank you to uh, Spooky X Bunny on Instagram for your hard work. And uh, thank you, Ash, first of all, for your hard work and for coming on and staying up with us. That was amazing. Thank you, bro. Thank it's, you. It's not even 9 thank p.m. You. here. We still have the rest of the night to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you to everyone who has supported and or been a part of the podcast. Wherever you're taking in the episode, please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. We've got a Facebook group that uses a forum, sell stuff, and connect with you guys called CGS Talk. You can find it on facebook.com slash groups slash cgs.talk. We've also got a website we use for reviews, recaps, stories, and much, 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 much more called CanadaGotSold.ca. If you have any questions or suggestions for any of our segments like the Soul Poll, Sneakerheading for Dummies, or the Fire Round, shoot us a DM or email us at CanadaGotSold at gmail.com. Of course, do not forget to use hashtag CanadaGotSold on Instagram for a feature. I've been Lawrence Hopkins. You can find me at LDoggyStyles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney. J-O underscore D-3-O's-N-E-Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M-I-S-T-E-R-Q and then <laughs> M-Art. <laughs> you okay there, bud? Um, <laughs> Ash, where can they find you? 
Yeah, I'm uh, Ash Flash Sneakers on Instagram and YouTube. Amazing. Ash, thank you once again for being here. And thank you My for pleasure, listening guys. to us talk about mm-hmm. sneakers for 125 episodes. And please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and Ash Bash Sneakers. And we are out. Peace. Bro, that was so fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. That was bro. really good. Thank no you. No worries, guys. That was crazy. That was so good. No